Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Winners Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Hugh Porter and Digitex, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We've kept our next guest waiting uh, on the phone line on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline for a while. He is our Winners Now headliner for... Will Hawk Beef Jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K. The whispers started to come out uh, even in the summer of all places. HF Boards, which is like one of those community fan sites, said that uh, you may see Mike Babcock ultimately end up at the University of Saskatchewan that came to fruition on Saturday, uh, making his fourth appearance on our show over the last 10 years. We welcome back a uh, Stanley Cup champion, two-time Olympic champion, and a guy who uh, touched all the bases on the way up, and he's going to go coach the University of Saskatchewan, Mike Babcock. Mike, it's Bob. How are you doing? Good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. How how does this all sort of come to be? Uh, you returning to a, a school that you actually played at or were, were around before you played in the Western Hockey League? Well, you know, the, the chief athletic officer there, Dave Hardy, has been a guy I've known since my high school days at Holy Cross. And he reached out to me prior to Christmas and or just at Christmas time and the whole family was home and actually him and I had a good laugh got off the phone and uh, and said hey that was Dave Hardy going back to the U of S he wants me to go back there my wife didn't give me the Heisman she didn't say no so we started talking about it and you know I I started at Redger College after coming back from overseas I loved it there Uh, Nate Perry Pern was the best coach in our league stole everything from him Billy Morris used to play exhibition against him stole everything I could from him, and he started dancing as a coach. Uh, I loved it there. I loved uh, the players. I'm still good friends with tons of them, and we had lots of success. Uh, I then ended up at the University of Lethbridge. Same thing. Uh, we had a lot of success. We had a ton of fun, and I enjoyed it. And then this year, I went to work for Todd Woodcroft. He had been the video guy in 04 at the World Championships for me, and uh he had been in the NHL for a long time. Was with Winnipeg, and I ended up being kind of the coach's coach at Vermont this year. And I had a ton of fun when I was with the guys. And so, anyway, uh, you know, the the president got involved. Dave King's on the committee got involved. Next thing you know, a couple months later, here we are. 
Mike Babcock joining us. You mentioned Red Deer College. We have a mutual acquaintance who is one of your best players, uh, Dan Baker. This is where the superfluous Pub 1905 uh, mention comes in. Uh, but I'd be remiss if I didn't get that in there. Uh, and the, the story uh, that Dan gave me was that, you know, Mike was close enough to our age. He was kind of like one of the guys, but he was still a coach. I'll, I'll never forget, for me, the first experience was watching you at the University of Lethbridge. And the Bears had beaten Lethbridge 14-2 to in 91-92. Now, Alberta won the national title that year. And John Sexsmith, whose son now plays for Red Deer, uh, for Brent Sutter, he and me were broadcasting the games at that time. And if you had told me two years later, 10 of those same players from that Lethbridge team would have won a national championship, we would have said, uh, come on, man, you're, you're, no chance. But you got that group turned around. And sort of, in many respects, do you think that the success that you had with is that the is that the greatest coaching job you've ever done, Mike? Well, I tell that to people all the time. It's the most is as much fun as you can have. I mean, you take a program that's never made the uh, playoffs. You had great guys, and we just got better and better. I I remember like it was yesterday when we beat Alberta in Alberta. They had never done it, and we talked about now Alberta slapped us around in the in the preseason. And I just said, we just keep getting better and better, and, and that's what we did. And then we, we went into Alberta and we won a game. And it was a huge, huge deal for the kids. They just thought, you know, they thought that was something you couldn't do. And, you know, Billy was there in those days. They were well coached. They had, you know, a deep, deep team. And it, we were just fortunate. Uh, the Wilderness Jardin was University of Calgary. Bill Liskowitz was at... Uh, I Regina? Think yeah. yeah, Regina. Those were good teams, and but we had a real good team, and we had good, hungry guys. We had an unbelievable goalkeeper, and Trevor Kruger. And in the end, we were fortunate enough to get good enough to win. Kruger won the 1989 Memorial Cup in Swift Current. Trevor Ellerman was one of those guys, real good player for you. Uh, local guy that uh, I see a fair amount of. John Curran was in the uh, beer business for a number of years here in town. So. He, was in the, he was in the beer business then too. Don't ever kid yourself. <laughs> Mike Babcock joined us. So you go to University of Saskatchewan. Obviously, you're still uh, being paid out a bit from the Leafs. This is a straight volunteer position for you? Well, that's the only way we could figure out a way to hire the next head coach. So I'm basically the transfer coach. So that's what I'm doing. I've committed till the end of next March. And that doesn't mean I wouldn't stay longer. But so the committee right now run by Dave King is in the search. They're, they're reopening it, the search for the next head coach. Once they get it down to four, Kenner and I will get involved. And I'm going to try to do kind of what's happened in the NHL for me a number of times. I'm real proud of the fact that i got five guys that stood on the bench with me that went on to be head coaches in the National Hockey League. And so, um, you know, that's what we're going to try to do. Dave Adolph's done an unbelievable job there for 27 years. He's retired. And so we want to make sure the program continues. You know, it's my hometown. Uh, there's good people in town. It's a way for me to give back to Saskatchewan. Man, that's what we're doing. Um, it, it's interesting because I've, I was on the top 10 committee until I finally stopped having a top 10 committee last year. So for the first 11 years that I did the Oilers, I was still on this, the, the U Sports top 10 committee. In my opinion, Saskatchewan always sort of had three versus five talent. Like they were, they weren't Alberta and UNB. Like the, Alberta always had, you know, the more prolific scores out of the West, but Saskatchewan had good players. They just were sort of at that next tier down. And, you know, UNB recruits across the 
country. Alberta recruits exclusively in the West. Saskatchewan recruits exclusively in the West. But you, ha- you know, you spent time at McGill. You played there for four years. Could you envision a scenario where you'd look at OHL and Quebec League kids, or would you be focused primarily on kids uh, primarily from the province of Saskatchewan and maybe from the WHL? Yeah, WHL and you know junior hockey, but also guys with tattoos from Saskatchewan. I think that's your best chance to get them to come. Now, in saying that, if you're from Lloydminster and you live on the Alberta side, we're all in on you. If you want to come, we're all in on you. If you're a good player, but you know, the bottom line is, I think that's what's made part of it great. Is it's a, a lot of these guys in the Western League go away. They're away from home for four years, and they get a chance to come back and go to a real good school in a program and be around their families they haven't been around and I think those are the have been the easiest and the best recruits Mike, uh, do the best players want to be pushed? Because it's been my experience uh, that the you know it doesn't matter what industry it, the guys that are the best at it, the people that are best at it, are relentless in their approach. So uh, they're looking for the most mentoring. They're looking for the most coaching. Do you agree with that? Yeah, but I also agree that they they go and they get it. So when you look at the National Hockey League, if you look at your best players, they're spending the off season with their strength coach, with their skiing coach, with their skill coach. They're trying to get better. They're trying to improve themselves. They know what they did last year is not good enough. They're trying to find the edge. The difference between a good player and a moneymaker in the National Hockey League and a superstar is heart and soul. The best players, when you coach the Olympic teams for Canada, the best players, their drive train is through the roof. They're ultra-competitive. They're stealing from one another in practice. They're learning off each other. They're they're watching each other and how they act in the dressing room. The guys that have won set a tone for the guys that haven't won on those national teams, and they take it. R&D, Robin do, and they're trying to get better. And then they expect to be pushed. They expect better. They expect you to make them better. That's what they want. So if I tell the listeners that Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Darnell Nurse are the most driven of the Edmonton Oilers players, that's probably a good thing, isn't it? Well, isn't, isn't that what it's all about? Like To me, there's lots of good players, and they arrive in the league and they're good, and they're going to be good, and they're going to make lots of money. But that's not where the championships are, though. And if you look at any walk in life, so to me the biggest difference between good and great is passion. So the people with passion, they don't work. They do what they love to do. And if you can find that and you love it, you can grind harder and longer than the next guy. And that's the difference between good and great for me. And that's why guys like that, like, I mean, the first two names you mentioned there, they're off the charts. Good. It's scary. I remember I went to uh, watch PA Raider camp. I'm at Emma Lake. And they got this 16-year-old kid, Morrissey, and this Dreisaitl kid. I mean, they were the little kids on the team. They jumped right off the table, even at that time. That's how good they are. And, you know, uh, they're special, special players. People should be thrilled to get a chance to watch them. Uh, you know, when, when, they, when they get the puck, they're, they're magic. Mike, you uh, in Detroit, you guys didn't really. We're, we're getting some feedback here. All oh, the Oilers got to have heaviness. You got to have, pre- uh, you know, a physical presence. You got to have an impetus on the ice. Detroit was a team that li- did it a little bit differently. They were more, you know, they, they had skill on their third and fourth lines at times. Um, we've seen some swings like St. Louis had a heavy team. Boston had a, 20, a heavy team in 2019. The Caps in Vegas had heavy teams as well as 2018. Tampa added a little bit of size and competitiveness as well. Where, where, where do you sort of see that at the NHL level when it comes playoff time? Well, and I think that's what you just said right there, when it comes playoff time. 
So the rush game uh, that happens during the regular season, you know, zone entries doesn't happen as much. You don't stop on defense and look after your net front, and you don't play heavy in the offensive zone. That doesn't mean you got to be heavy. you got to be heavy on the puck. And what that means is you're not one and done. You win retrieval races. You get it back. You're under at the net. you got two inside. You're relentless on offense, and that's what the good players want to do. They don't want to play defense. Why would you play defense when you can have the puck all the time? And saying that, when you come back to your own zone, if you don't stop and play defense fast, you spend your whole trip playing defense. Why would you play defense? Well, that's the work zone. The fun zone's in the other end. Come back, stop, play it fast, get on open. Mike, uh, a curveball for you to close off at, and it's regarding a guy. We've talked about this guy before. Uh, Ian Herbers told me one time the best player that he saw in the Western Hockey League that never became an NHL player was Dwayne Hutton. You were with oh Dwayne Hutton. You were with Dwayne Hutton uh, with Kelowna in the early 1980s when Cam Lazarick was uh, taken apart. Lots yeah. of different guys. Cam Kachuk back in the day. But uh, just give ever. me, just give me a thought on for our listeners that have never. We brought Dwayne up about three or four years ago because Todd McClellan and and uh, and Herbie both thought this guy might have had as much skill as anybody. He was a pretty uh, talented player, wasn't he? You know, that's a real good kid. I think I was 19. He might have been 16 or 17. I can't remember. Uh, I used to drive him back and forth to the rink a lot, and I'm still in contact with him. You know, his skill was off the charts. He just didn't love the game enough. And, uh, you know, and I'm not trying to hurt him when I say that. He knows that. But bottom line, though, the things he could do, he was absolutely magic. When we did, I remember when the head coach, Mark Pezzi, wouldn't put him on a power play because he was mad at him or something like that in practice. He'd take the puck. He wouldn't give it back to us. It's just ridiculous how good he was. But, you know, that's what we talked about earlier is when you look at the best of the best, in the National Hockey League, because that's what you guys cover, the best players in the league have a drive trained like no one else, and they're trying to get better each and every day. They're ultra-competitive. In the end, they want to win. And I think when you first get there, it took Michael Jordan seven years to win a championship. That's where people get confused a little bit. If it takes Michael Jordan, one of the best of the best of all time, that long, it's because there's steps and there's scars you get on the way to winning a championship. And in the end... You figure that out as a good young player. Mike, we appreciate your time. I only ask one thing, okay? You're going to get another opportunity to be an NHL head coach. We know that. <laughs> you cannot take Ian Herbers out of the University of Alberta, okay? Because I know you've you've impl- you've brought along a lot of coaches uh, over the years. You, you've you've you know you've you've had a, a mentorship program, and I know that you've resourced. If I recall correctly, in '08, uh, I know you and Rob Dom were talking a bit during the playoffs, and and I know you had multiple conversations like that with people in the coaching world. You can't take Herbie out of the U of A, okay? Well, I appreciate you, you shilling for him like that there, but I look forward to getting together with him a whole bunch this year. It should be a lot of fun. Anyway, Bob, hey, thanks for having me on. You have a great day. You bet. That is Mike Babcock uh, joining us here on uh, Oilers Now. It is uh, 121 in Edmonton. Driven guy. And uh, just, I, I remember watching Lethbridge in 93-94 going, Oh man, their attention to detail, the structure and the process, the pace that they play at. They're playing with the same players that got beat 14 to 2 by the University of Alberta less than a year and a half earlier. You heard what Mike said. They never won. That championship, for those of you that maybe are in other sports, I mean, that would be like Savannah State winning an NCAA football title. 
that that program's not even around anymore. Uh, I wouldn't bet against Saskatchewan next year. Um, the U of A is going to be very good. They're going to have a lot of high skilled speed players, and uh, he'll be back in the NHL game. Trust me. There's no question about it. All right, uh, that's Mike Babcock. It's 122 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Dwayne Hutton. <laughs> I wish I saw that guy play. The stories in terms of what he could do on the ice. Uh, Oilers now brought to you daily by Digitex. Uh, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. I'm at uh, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan Escott's at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's, our Oilers Now Twitter account, at Oilers Now. Today, we'll tell you, is 6.30 Chad Heart Pledge Day for the University Hospital Foundation. Listen live until 6 p.m. tonight to hear local health care heroes and patients share their personal stories. Donate at heartpledgeday.ca or you can reach us at 780-900-1047. And guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. We'll take a quick time out. I'll get to some of your Texas orders now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 chat. Leon Dreisaitl, six goals in his last 13 games, four in the last 12. The Oilers have had four players score five-plus goals in the last uh, 12 games, including Yesa Pugliarvi, along with Darnell Nurse. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Connor McDavid. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but outstanding customer service is the key to business as well. You know that Brent Rich Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. You want to know why? Because they treat you fairly when you buy vehicles. They offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. They've got a tremendous service department as well. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Just before we go to our North Division report brought to you by uh, Craig Hummel for Remax Excellence, old coach Fred has texted the show, but Bob, you did not like to be pushed back in the day when you played. Uh, I would suggest to you that had I been a little bit more uh, open, uh, maybe I could have progressed a little bit further. Maybe. <laughs> I was pretty limited. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, we got lots to, uh, lots to uh, get to. Um, there you go. And keep Texas. Keep it bringing in seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We will uh, go at this time to the North Division Report. Again, brought to you on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Here's Brendan Escott. Edmonton has closed the gap on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now just four points back, though the Leafs do have a game in hand, and that's because the Oilers are really the hottest team in the league right now. They've got four consecutive wins. Of course, they get Vancouver again tomorrow night here on 6.30. Chad, Winnipeg, three fewer games played and three points behind, so I don't have the points percentage up in front of me. They're going to be neck and neck. Edmonton 
Edmonton and Winnipeg and uh, Montreal free-falling. That's resulted in the firing of their uh, coaches. So we'll see if Dominic Ducharme can turn it around for them. They were great on the road. They still have not lost in regulation on the road. 6-0-4 are the Habs. you got uh, Calgary, Vancouver through 23 games, has played the most games in the NHL. Only 18 points to account for that. And then Ottawa, uh, they're, uh, they're in a bit of a rebuild, shall we say, Bob. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. David Staples coming up from the Cult of Hockey. It's 129 off to a Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.